Let's Fix Work is proudly sponsored by Ultimate Software. Human resources, payroll, talent management, they've got it all. Please visit ultimatesoftware.com to learn more. Work is broken, and so is the way you think about it. Host Lori Rudiman is picking up the pieces so you can take control of your career, put yourself first, and be your own HR. With the Let's Fix Work podcast, here's Lori. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Let's Fix Work. I'm Lori Rudiman. This week, it's just me. I hope you like it. (laughs) I never know how these things are going to go, but I think we're going to have a good time because we're going to talk about goal setting and goals. It's so timely because this week I'm heading down to Atlanta to meet with my business coach. His name is Jesse Itzler. I'm going to stand in front of him and my entire cohort. There are about 100 of us. And I'm going to talk about why I didn't achieve my fourth quarter goals in 2018. Honestly, I don't even remember my fourth quarter 2018 goals. I'm sure Jesse's going to remind me because I wrote them down. If I had to reconstruct them, I think they went like this. Train for and run another marathon get a book deal and write my first draft of the book by March 31st, 2019, which is hilarious in retrospect. I wanted to lose 10 pounds and I wanted to stop drinking. All of those goals are super valid and specific and time bound. So I'm real proud that I had four goals, at least what I remember that were pretty good. And what I remember about meeting Jesse in that first class is that I had big hopes, big dreams, and a very angry and painful gallbladder. I think everybody in the world knows that I've had my gallbladder out because I incessantly talk about it. But back then, it was just this painful thing that was brewing in my belly. And at that first meeting when I met Jesse, he talked about his gallbladder. I couldn't even believe it. Like in that moment, I thought, is this a message from the universe, the game makers, baby Jesus, Ganesh? Like who is making this happen? But Jesse told the story about how he also had an angry gallbladder and the doctors at Emory or I don't know, some fancy place, he gets concierge medicine, told him, you need your gallbladder out. And Jesse is a health nut. He doesn't believe in doctors or surgeons. And he was like, fuck no, you're not taking my gallbladder out and I'm going to do what I can to keep it. And I guess he doubled down on fruit or whatever he does and he still has his gallbladder. Now, listen, guys, I know there's nothing more boring than someone talking about their health, especially their health problems. So I'll keep this short. But I walked out of that first meeting with Jesse and I thought, oh, man, I just need to eat fruit until noon and run a bunch of crazy marathons and do a bunch of crazy exercises. And this gallbladder pain is going to go away. And it didn't. So like two weeks to the day of that meeting with Jesse, I went into surgery and they took it out. And it's a good thing they took it out because I was packed with stones. And I had a stone that was 1.5 inches big and it was blocking the flow of bile. You can tell I'm not a doctor. And it was just painful as get out. And the surgery didn't really go as planned and they almost had to make a really big incision. They didn't. They kept it laparoscopic, but they really bruised my insides. So I spent the fourth quarter not working on any of my goals and mostly healing and trying not to get a hernia. The worst part (laughs) was Christmas, and I don't really even celebrate Christmas. I'm not Christian, and I don't believe in Santa. But everybody was having a great time. I was seeing family photos. You know, people are traveling. They're enjoying life. And I'm like, ow, ow, ow. And it's really hard not to feel sorry for yourself when everybody around you is feeling joy. I am unbelievably narcissistic. I'm sorry to share that story with you, but it's just an example of how, like, 
I was in my own head and trying to do things for myself, my health and my business. But really, the only thing I needed to do was sit on my couch and heal. And so I did that. I did that without apology, actually. Around the first of the year, I started to feel better and things were going a little bit better for me. But I realized that I needed to get back into the world of Jesse Itzler and fix work and fix myself because I lost 12 weeks of working on my life, my business, my health. Jesse taught a system for prioritizing goals and, you know, focusing on your health and work and family and creativity. And I also wanted to layer that approach of prioritizing goals on top of a time management tracking tool and really learn how to spend my time doing the things that would move my life forward and my business forward. Basically, I wanted to put myself first. When companies want to make money, they lay out their strategic goals and they map it out against a calendar and nothing gets in their way. Not imposter syndrome, not guilt, not your in-laws, not the holidays, not your childhood bullshit, not gallbladder surgery. They don't wonder if it's their time to shine. They don't say, you know what, I had a bad fourth quarter and I need time to heal from my trauma. Let's let our competitors have the fourth quarter and the first quarter. We're going to gear up again in mid-2019, and 2020 is really our year. Fuck that. They don't say any of that. They plow ahead, they measure everything, and they throw money at problems. When a company hits a roadblock, they hire consultants and advisors, and they get unstuck. At the beginning of the year, I took a page out of the corporate playbook, and I got my head out of my ass. We live in an age of work where people need to run their lives like businesses and not just gig workers, full-time workers as well. Companies want that. And the best talent shows up. They're professional. They're on time. They're on point. They're not too emotionally attached to the organization. They have stuff going on in their lives that makes their total life rewarding. And individuals who are top talent say yes or say no to work but they do it professionally and they do it tactically because they have a plan. They have a life plan. So that's what I did at the beginning of the year. I mapped out a life plan, but I also broke it down into quarters, into weeks, and into days. Just like a CEO, I know what I'm doing every day because I planned for it and I know who I'm doing it with. That's the important part, people. I've got a plan and I've got goals. And you're either with me and part of this in a positive, public, and uplifting way, or you're not. Once I started to have boundaries, I started to have goals, I started to have standards for myself, 2019 came into focus. I've been doing more writing. I've been doing more speaking. I've been doing more business development. And also, I've been missing some goals because (laughs) I'm Lori Rudiman and I'm human and not everything is perfect. Even when you map it out, even when you have a system, life happens. For example, we're now in the second quarter of 2019 and one of my goals was to have a new website up and running and for a million stupid reasons, that has not happened but it will happen. I've got a plan. I need to identify the right talent. It's gonna happen. And whenever it happens, that'll be great. But it's on my system. It's on my plan right now. So my work bucket is going okay. And my health bucket is also doing pretty well. I'm back in physical therapy. I'm building strength. I'm learning how to exercise without getting a hernia with all these goddamn incisions on my belly. And I'm also learning to run again without re-aggravating my old injuries. And beyond that, I am really trying not to drink. 
this is the biggest challenge of my life. And, you know, even two drinks are two drinks too many for me. So I'm learning how to not drink, especially in social situations. I'm drinking more water, I'm eating better, and I'm expanding my palate. So those things are all going well. And I went after that book deal. Remember how my goal last year was to like get a book deal in the fourth quarter and write my book by now? Well, the universe doesn't have that plan for me, but I went after that book deal and it was important for me to be published by the big five publishers. And those are Hachette, HarperCollins, Macmillan, Penguin Random House, or Simon & Schuster. And I was not willing to entertain anything but those five publishers. There were a lot of people around me, my friends, my loved ones, who told me to temper my expectations or get a ghostwriter or maybe try to self-publish, but basically not to shoot so high because the chances were pretty low that I would get a book deal with one of those five. People who love me told me, why don't you do another ebook? Why don't you go and do some self-publishing on the Amazon platform? Anything other than to follow my dream because they just didn't want to see me disappoint myself again. But listen, I did the pre-mortem. I always know how things are going to fail, but I also know that I am an awesome fucking writer. And if I'm going to fail, I want to fail big. So I did what I've always wanted to do. I did every sports analogy possible. I gave it 110%. I left it all out on the field. I swung for the fences, like insert your stupid sports trope here. I did it. I got an agent. I wrote what I think is a kick-ass book proposal, and I'm happy to report that I have a deal with one of those big five publishers. I cannot tell you about it right now. um, I'm just beside myself. When I start to think about it, I could ugly cry, but I have a book deal with a big five publisher. Now, this episode is not about me. I do not do this podcast to just humble brag about myself. There is a point here, people. I failed miserably at 2018, and I've even failed at my 2019 goals. But I'm doing a little bit better. I'm running my life and my schedule with more integrity. I'm working and spending time with people I love. And I finally achieved, after 44 years, the biggest accomplishment of my life. All of this just goes to show you that you fix work by fixing yourself and putting yourself first. It is not selfish to put yourself first. It is capitalism. You need to get your shit organized, get your calendar under control, know what you're doing, why you're doing it, and who you're doing it with. You need to be professional and be clear with yourself and with other people. You, in 2019, need to put yourself first just like a business would do and make every decision about work, about your relationships, about your time because you have a fucking point to your life. If you don't feel like you have a point, you need to get a coach or a therapist. Spend money on yourself just like a company would do, just like your business does to fix your problems. If you don't have any money, there are plenty of free mental health resources. There are plenty of new and burgeoning consultants and coaches out there that would love to work with you. They would barter with you. You could also reallocate your funds, but it is time for you to pick yourself up and get your shit together. You know, every day I hear from people around the world who hate work. 
Well, they may not illegitimately hate work because there are some jobs that absolutely suck out there. But these individuals are stuck in jobs because something is wrong with one of the major buckets of their life. Something is wrong with their systems. And that's what I learned from Jesse Itzler. You've got family, you've got health, you've got relationships, and you've got work. And if you don't fix what's broken within your buckets, those other buckets, you're never going to fix work. So I'm real happy to go back to Atlanta this week and talk about my failures because I'm always going to fail at something like that's just a never ending subject. But I'm also happy to report that even when I failed, I have tried. We all face health issues. There's institutional racism. There's sexism. There's the man. There's the powers that be. There's the way we've always done things. And all of us from time to time have bad luck. But the thing that makes us different from cats, from dogs, from gophers, from otters. (laughs) And I, I love otters and I would love to be more like an otter from time to time. But the thing that makes us different and what makes us human is that we have the capacity to try. You've got to try. I keep reminding myself, I have to try. And hopefully this podcast represents a new way of trying in the world. Together, We all make up a population of flawed, kind, thoughtful, broken, but mostly nice people who, if we try, will change the world and shape our communities. And by shaping our communities, I think that's how we fix work. Hey, everybody, it's no secret that I love and believe in the future of human resources. More importantly, I believe in you. One way you can change the game for HR and for yourself is to focus on your continuing education. Ultimate Software sponsors free workshops around the country where HR leaders, recruiters, payroll professionals, and even consultants can earn free SHRM, HRCI, and APA credits. I've been to these Ultimate Software workshops. They're highly interactive, fun, and you'll learn a ton about the future of work in the world of HR. Visit ultimatesoftware.com forward slash LFW to learn more and to sign up for a workshop near you. That's ultimatesoftware forward slash LFW to find a workshop and earn recertification credits and stay on top of your game. That's ultimatesoftware.com forward slash LFW. And maybe I'll see you at a city near you. Let's Fix Work was produced by my good friend Danny Osmond at Emerald City Productions and over the past three months has been sponsored by Ultimate Software. Get yourself a sponsor, whether that's an individual or a company in life, who lets you and encourages you to be you and you will do amazing things. And I feel like Ultimate Software has let me be creative and have fun with Let's Fix Work in a way that I just so appreciate and cannot adequately articulate. Please visit ultimatesoftware.com forward slash LFW. That link will be up there in perpetuity. On that link, you will be able to find classes, workshops, resources to make work better. Those classes are HRCI, SHRM, and APA credited. So you earn recertification credits. But who gives a rip? Go take those classes. I went to one of those workshops. You will learn so much. That's it for this week. And I really hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something. Please reach out to me at hello at letsfixwork.com and let me know if you like these individual episodes. And I'll see you next week. As always, I'm Let's Fix Work. 
All executives need to be podcasting. Podcasts are the number one way for executives to create an authentic and trusting relationship with employees and potential customers. That's why my producer, Danny Osmond, just did a three-part series on why executives should be podcasting. Want to give your company a brand or a face? Want to connect with current or future employees? Are you interested in pivoting out of your current position and into a new career or personal brand? Well, if you're an executive who is podcast curious, head on over to dannyosmond.com forward slash executives and learn how a podcast builds credibility, how podcasting gives you a leg up against the competition, and how a podcast can power a speaking career and help you write a book. Don't worry about finding the time to listen. Each episode is less than 10 minutes and Danny has put all three episodes in one place. Head on over to dannyosmond.com forward slash executives to listen and find more resources. That's dannyosmond.com forward slash executives. If you're ready to make a real change in your workplace, start today by number one, subscribing to Let's Fix Work on the Apple Podcasts app or iTunes or Stitcher or Android or wherever you listen. Number two, write a five-star rating and review. And number three, share it with a friend, colleague, or coworker who you think would enjoy our episodes.